Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. Your host, Will Marotti, the legendary Joey Burgoyne, filling in for the vacationing Matt Sorois. And we had a very uh, oh, a very active uh, first hour. Um, only really touched on, on one subject. I've got a pile of things to talk about here, but uh, the big news of the night, um, the FBI raid on the uh, compound, the Mar-a-Lago compound of Donald Trump. And uh, interesting timing, 48 years uh, anniversary of the resignation of Richard Nixon after the Watergate debacle. And I don't know, but I would say things that are happening now kind of, uh, I don't know, causes uh, Watergate to to pale in comparison, I think, with some of the shenanigans that are taking place just in politics in general. I'm not pointing to any specific uh, one thing. But anyway, someone who, who would have recollection of that, I'm quite certain, uh, as our next guest. I was, I was just a mere, a mere young boy when, when the uh, Nixon thing happened. <laughs> someone who would have greater recollection of that. The former managing editor of the Journal Enquirer, our Tuesday guest, All Things Connecticut, Chris Powell. Chris, welcome back to the show. Well, at least, Will, you, you didn't say uh, recollection of the Lincoln assassination. <laughs> You know, I was I was reading up on this over the weekend. Oddly enough, I just landed on this, and I, and I think it might have been on like PBS. I don't even know where it was, but the old movie All the President's Men was on with, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman and um, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. You know, it was the whole it was the whole Nixon Watergate thing, and um, and I, I watched it. I was fascinated. It brought back memories of, of things that I had heard and read and seen on the news, and you know, I hadn't thought about it for a long time. Uh, and then this happens yesterday, oddly enough, to you know, one day to to the anniversary, 48th anniversary of Nixon resigning. I actually do remember Nixon resigning. I watched it on TV. I, it was quite a. I was I was unsettled by it. It was kind of a. I wouldn't say frightening, but it was very uncertain. Like what happens when you're the president resigns, right? 
Um, what are your recollections of that time? And the reason I'm there's a reason I'm bringing this up, and I'll, I'll go into that. But what what are your recollections, Chris, of of, of that time with uh, with Nixon forty years ago? Well, I was glad that he was uh, going well. I was uh, you know very much uh, anti-war and. Uh, Look, Nixon admitted to obstructing justice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He admitted uh, to trying to use the intelligence agencies to stop an investigation of his campaign's uh, nefarious activities and, and, and burglary. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Certainly we can think today that, uh, well, compared to the things that are going on today on both sides, maybe that wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, only, we're only getting uh, worse, but... Uh, uh, certainly, uh, Jerry Ford was, I think, a worthy successor uh, mm-hmm. uh, to him, and and getting him out of the way, uh, uh, I think, did relieve the uh, the country. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what our alternatives are <laughs> right now. Uh, you know, Kamala Harris, uh, a return of Trump. Uh, I uh, I'm, I'm afraid that uh, you know the Democrats are going to make a martyr of Trump, which will only make him more determined to uh, to run again, and uh, you know make him uh, look uh, sympathetic to to more people. And uh, you know, God knows, uh, you know what we'll 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 get then. But uh, the, the the integrity of our government is going down the toilet. Uh, uh, the hypocrisy on. Uh, on both sides, mm-hmm. and the hypocrisy in the news organizations. They're just overwhelming uh, today. And they, people act uh, as if nobody can see how hypocritical uh, mm-hmm. they are. Um, countries, uh, you know, are very out of sorts with itself. I, I, I don't know what's going to solve it. But even, even way back then, you know, Nixon era, uh, you know, folks like Walter Cronkite. Well, you, you kind of heard rumors, I guess, and later on you understood that, you know, Cronkite was, was basically, you know, liberal. But but he came across as being neutral. He came across as, you know, just reporting the news, which which I just doesn't happen a lot today. It's There's always seems to be some slant to it. There always seems to be, you know, and, and, and the majority line up on one side and there's a few outlanders on the other side outliers on the other side but i mean think, things just seem so much different now than than back then and and it was bad back then i mean we were divided because of vietnam we we were in upheaval because of nixon but it still seemed like things were more stable than they are now well back then there still was uh, you know some attempt uh, in the uh, national news organizations that at even-handedness, uh, as things went on, uh, and, and you know, Nixon's uh, dishonesty became uh, clearer. You know, the news organizations were more aggressive uh, against him, but uh, it, it was possible to uh, get the opposing view uh, published or broadcast somewhere. I mean, today, uh, the news organizations are, you know, at the national level. I mean, 90 percent of them are. Are, are just uh, rabidly uh, partisan. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I uh, listen. I, I make no excuses for for Donald Trump. Uh, he did not prove that the uh, election was uh, was rigged. And look, mm-hmm. he 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 failed to carry the popular vote the first time. It's no surprise if he should fail to carry it the uh, the second time. But you know, the news organizations, most of them saying that you know he. he 
he's he's lying about the uh, the uh, election rigging that he complains about. Well, you know, he he may be, but the news organizations haven't uh, haven't no, no. proved that the election was uh, was honest. I mean, you could you could report that he you know he's he's claiming without evidence that the election was rigged, but that's not good enough for them. They have to say that he. He, he lied, and that the election wasn't rigged. Well, the, the news organizations haven't uh, haven't investigated every every election everywhere. They, they 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 don't know. They just decide that since he has not provided the evidence, so well, he's lying. Well, mm-hmm. you know that's that's going farther than they have to go, and you, they're going that far. I think because they're they're very aggressively taking sides. And look, I hope Trump goes away, and. Uh, uh, let's the country get back uh, to normal, but uh, uh, I think the news organizations, uh, you know, may uh, may keep them around by making a martyr uh, of them and and you know making the supporters more devoted uh, to a restoration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know what. Uh, you know, I was reading from Wall Street Journal, and I, I don't know what documents he did have or didn't have. I don't know if or at what point in time any of that will be revealed. I think I think that would help the cause of the Justice Department to let people know at least what what kind of documents. Oh, they're classified. Okay, well, that, that, that narrows it down. Um, what kind of documents did the uh, National Archives Bureau, what, what did they say that they retrieved the first time, and now six months later, they they raid the home to, to potentially find more. They, when the archives said there could possibly be more documents, I'd like to know what the documents are. I mean, I think everybody would feel, you know, would feel better about that. But I just have the sneaky suspicion it's all going to be buried. Well, we may find out in in time. What uh, concerns me is, uh, you know, is the, the the raid, the search warrant. Did they ask Trump to produce the documents? Did they? Go to court seeking a, a, a subpoena rather than uh, uh, raid his uh, his his house. I mean, Nixon's uh, tapes were subpoenaed mm-hmm. uh, by uh, Congress and uh, I think by the the, the court. Uh, the White House wasn't raided by the FBI. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know Nixon was <clears throat> still head of the government at that time. But uh, uh, you know they're playing rougher with Trump than I think they they have to, and I think yeah. they're doing it precisely for. The reasons you've recently been uh, discussing—they mm-hmm. you know, they want to, uh, you know, blacken his reputation even more to prevent him from uh, from running. I mean, I, what are they, what I, are yeah. they afraid of, Chris? Why? Why? Uh, and I don't know that maybe I don't mean fear, but I mean, what are they so concerned about if Trump runs again? What I mean, it, it seems like there's a paranoia among national Democrats that they just, they have to stop Trump at all at, at any cost. Collusion well, hearings, of the false. Things that they did to him. If he gets back into power, uh, it'd be very hard for him to resist. Uh, you know, <laughs> using the uh, the government yeah. uh, uh, against them as they've been using uh, it yeah. against uh, against him for 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 starters. Uh, you know, I I happen to think that uh, uh, just uh, exposing things is uh, uh, likely to uh, discourage people from voting for him again. I don't think you have to. Raid his uh, his home or uh, uh, build up a criminal case uh, against him. I think uh, most people are not happy about what happened on January sixth, uh, and certainly uh, Trump uh, uh, really triggered that uh, that whole thing. Even if he may not have intended it to turn out as it uh, as it did, uh, but you know this 
this stuff is 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 making him a martyr. And uh, you know, if uh, you, you could put him in jail, will and that that's not going to keep him from uh, running for president, and that will not keep the people from uh, electing him if they uh, if they want to. And I, I think the Democrats ought to rethink this. Yeah, no, I I, I think you're right, but you know what? It's it's like. Uh... Everything's a zero-sum game now, it seems, Chris, right? I mean, people don't care about damage. They don't care about collateral damage. They don't care about reputation. They don't care about anything. They care about winning. That's it. And, and it's... Um... Well, it's more than that. I think they, they, what they, the objective is is to destroy the other side, not yeah, just to, yeah. to win an yeah, election, sure. but to you know destroy your, uh, your opponents. Uh, and the strength of this country in the past has been that after an election, we still have a... Uh, a country and, 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 a, and a government and a political structure that uh, had some concern for the the good of the country uh, mm-hmm. above uh, the the partisan benefits that could be uh, achieved. And uh, uh, I don't know where, where that went, but I don't see it today. Hey, let's let's talk about a, a recent uh, article that you wrote about um, bail bail rules and criminals. Um, you responded to an article that was in the Connecticut Mirror about. Uh, criminals not being able to claw their way out of pretrial detention because they can't afford cash bail. Um, is that the long and short of it, or, or do, you, do you see more more uh, problems with the whole system? Yeah, well, I, I thought the, the article was uh, kind of nonsense because it, it seized on uh, one particular uh, criminal defendant and, and really uh, career criminal as an mm-hmm. example of... Uh, the injustice of uh, of the bail system. Uh, the, the guy can't uh, raise a, a cash bail uh, now on on various charges uh, uh, because uh, the judge wanted forty five thousand dollars bail for him, and he's poor and he he can't raise it. And this supposedly, according to the mirror, was was unjust. But the judge fully explained why he was making the bail higher than normal. It's because the guy's got. A million probation violations. He served seven years in, in prison, and he's still building up criminal charges now that he's out. Uh, well, of course, the judge is going to uh, impose higher higher bail because uh, the guy hasn't been shown up for court, and when he's been given probation, he keeps violating his probation. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, there's very likely a a cash bail problem here. The mirror story uh, said uh, really a surprising figure here that uh, about 40% of the people who are being held in Connecticut's prisons have not been convicted of anything. They're just in there uh, waiting for trial because they haven't been able to uh, to, to raise uh, bail. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, certainly of, uh, of concern. At least it's of concern for people who are uh, being held uh, really because they can't make bail because uh, uh, they're uh, they're not they're not a flight risk. They they're just not being able to, to to raise the money. Those people certainly the system ought to ought to be looked at in regard to them. But uh, you know in regard to the guy, the mirror chose as an example of injustice. It was ridiculous. He's got a, a record as long as your arm, and he's always violating probation. He's facing a domestic violence charge. Well, of course, the judge isn't going to be eager to to to, to release him on his own recognizance. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a he's a danger to society, and he's a danger not to show up in court. It was a very bad example that they mm-hmm. uh, they picked. There was another story the mayor did yesterday on this uh, on this topic about uh, other states getting rid of cash bail, but I think the mayor again missed the point. Why are these people hanging around in prison so long, unable to make uh, bail on relatively minor charges, 
It's because we don't have speedy trials. Right. I'm just uh, going to say, why is it taking know, so long if, to if, get these if, people in trial? If people shouldn't be in jail all this time, well, I mean, when they're not convicted, well, why aren't we prosecuting and convicting them faster? Uh, people uh, can be in jail for, for years before they uh, they get their trial. Well, that's not a problem of the bail system. That's a problem of a lack of uh, of prosecutors and judges and, and public defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may also be a problem of... Uh, of having too much law. I've always uh, noted that you have only as much crime as you have law to, you know, criminalize things. Um, now, I think the mayor is missing the point again here. The, the, the problem with all these people not being able to make bail and, and spending so much time in prison uh, prior to, to, uh, to conviction or acquittal, it's, it's the stalling of the criminal justice system. In fairness to the criminal justice system, we just had two years of an epidemic that you know, nearly shut the criminal justice system down, stalled uh, everything. But uh, to me, that's that's the bigger problem here than mm-hmm. cash bail. Is the uh, you know we 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 can't uh, prosecute and try people in a timely way. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's that's probably the the biggest factor. I mean, think of think of if, if whatever that percentage is, forty percent, how many percent are still uh, are being incarcerated, not having been tried yet. I mean, you the most effective thing you could do to cut that down is is speed up their trial process. Well, then, you know, we need more courts, uh, more judges, more prosecutors. And uh, uh, look, the, the criminal justice in Ken- system in Connecticut has always been slow. We're always passing laws. <laughs> and then we're we're very, you know, slow for the enforcement uh, mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, judges are expensive, pro- expensive prosecutors are expensive. But, you know, posturing with new laws in the legislature, that's free. Yeah, yeah. Chris, hey, listen, we're out of time. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to uh, to have you on and appreciate your work. At, uh, still, you're continuing to work at the Journal Inquirer, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, Chris. Thanks very much, Will. Bye-bye. All right, Chris Powell, ladies and gentlemen. All right, take a break. We'll come back. I'm going to give the final bit of the amen. Uh, listen, and then we're going to have Attorney David X. Sullivan come on at 1035 Talk a little bit more about process and procedure. He was a U.S. attorney for a long, long time, uh, many years, and and he knows the law. And so we'll talk to David X. Sullivan after the news at 1030. We'll take a break right now. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Got a lot more to talk about. Stay with us. Quick shout out. Uh, the, the, the rest of it's actually a, a lot more than I expected. Amen list uh, today. Let's just go quick through, uh, through it. Jill G, Simon L, Donna Z, Carol J, Teresa J, uh, Jolie C, Pat A, Zeke H, Jennifer P, Cheryl K, Linda F from Florida, uh, Richard F, Heidi Heidi O, Dor, Sharon O, Bob K, Virginia W, uh, Judith B, Perry, Irene P, Chris P, Marianne L, Lynn B, Patricia W, Thor S. Uh, Lori M, Monica M, Sharik, and Christina I. Thank you. Hey, when we get back, we're going to have 30-year federal prosecutor David X. Sullivan will be a United States attorney for the District of Connecticut. Um, He'll be our guest. We're going to talk more about this, uh, the search warrant, the raid, and other related issues. So stay with us. You'll really enjoy this next segment with David
right, welcome back. 1037 WTIC News Talk 1080. Um, big news. Big news. Uh, late yesterday came in. The FBI conducted a raid search, uh, at least a portion of the Mar-a-Lago compound, which is Donald, uh, former President Trump's, you know, southern base of operation. And uh, I, I, there's a lot of questions. A lot of a lot of uh, people very passionate came out on on both sides of of that uh, of that story. And um, and we've had some passionate discussion already <laughs> this morning in the first hour here. So uh, when when you have stuff like that and you don't really understand the full scope, you go to the people who do. And we're so happy to have a friend of the show here, 30 years experience as federal prosecutor. Assistant U.S. Attorney for District of Columbia has led hundreds and hundreds of cases. Uh, someone who knows the law, knows the workings of the federal government, particularly the DOJ. Um, we want to welcome David X. Sullivan back to the show. David, thank you for uh, coming on. Good morning, Will. It's nice to be back on. And it, it's the District of Connecticut, not Columbia. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't that far from home. <laughs> <laughs> DC. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> um... Thanks for coming on. I know I, I, I was trying to think of this morning, who could I possibly have on? And I said, I, I know David will, will know this. Um, you know, a question I have is a uh, couple of questions I have. Um, when, when something like this is, is being thought about, the, the genesis of something like uh, a search warrant execution, a, a raid of some sort, in, inspection, um, how long does it normally take from you know, the egg hatching, so to speak, to, to the agents moving in? Well, you know, Will, it varies depending upon the exigency of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. In this situation, it was my understanding um, that um, Donald Trump was cooperating um, with authorities with respect to providing information and um, that, that they were surprised by this. Um, I think you know, on its face, it probably could have been handled by, you know, certainly issuing a subpoena and serving it upon them. 
as opposed to going out and, and executing a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago, mm. especially to a former president. You know, no one's above the law, but um, it, it seemed very strange. I mean, with Hillary Clinton, she yeah. had a private server yeah. being operated at her home in Chappaqua, and I- ironically, federal agents stationed there uh, 365 days a year, uh, mm. Secret Service, and nobody ever went and got a search warrant for that private server. Um, 33,000 emails that her lawyers mm-hmm. decided shouldn't be disclosed, so mm-hmm. they weren't, but then they destroyed them, no obstruction of justice charges. Uh, I only point that out because, you know, we've had other circumstances like this. Uh, Sandy Berger, Clinton's former mm-hmm. national security advisor, was literally caught red-handed or red sock, uh, <laughs> stuffing documents in the National pants. Archives um, in his pockets, in his <laughs> pants, in his socks. And I don't recall a search warrant ever being um, no. issued mm-hmm. for his home or residence. It, it was very extreme, but, you know, it wasn't surprising because a day or so ago, and I just glanced at this, they, I saw a photograph of a toilet and allegedly a, a shredded sensitive document in a toilet. Mm-hmm. And then a day or two later, bam, here we have a search warrant being executed. You know, mm-hmm. search warrants are, are usually um, sought in situations where there's a concern that evidence, you know, could be lost or destroyed. Sure. Um, it, you know, it seems to play to a, a larger audience. We've had the January 6th hearings, and just by calling them mm. insurrection of, mm-hmm. of January 6th, they already had a conclusion. It was a right. select committee, and you had two Republicans selected by the Speaker. Nancy, Nancy Pelosi selected Liz Cheney, who's probably going to lose her primary, mm-hmm. and Adam Kinzinger. And these are two Republicans that were on record uh, as, as anti-Trump at the time. Um, they probably should have, you know, not stacked the committee and and yeah. done a, a hearing that was fair with a little due process but well there was no due process right there was no cross examination there was no presenting evidence by the other side i mean it was it was a one it was a one perspective story that was being told well you know and the fact that they had these unprecedented at night was very interesting i will tell you the one thing that i found disturbing was that there were there were um excuse me my phone was going off there 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 were um you know, uh, criticisms about the way, even from the the, the uh, even from the Washington Post, yeah. with respect to the way everything was scripted, and um, it, you know, it, it, the threads that they showed of the president, uh, his texts, I, I thought were somewhat troubling. It doesn't make it criminal, and and quite frankly, under Article One of the Constitution, mm-hmm. uh, Congress doesn't have a criminal investigatory power. But, right. you know, right. it seemed like it was operating more akin to a grand jury than anything else. And um, I think a lot of people just turned it off when they realized that these things weren't very fair. I mean, even Stalin had trials where they had a make-believe public defender, and, mm-hmm. you know, everyone either went to, uh, went, was either killed or went to Siberia where they died. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a foregone conclusion. America and our, our system of justice, uh, I mean, I think Congress should lead by example. So I think when people are saying about the Mar-a-Lago um, execution of a warrant, and apparently they, they opened a safe as well, and I don't mm-hmm. know if they had the authority to do that under the warrant, but you'd have to look at the warrant. But more sure. importantly... What we really have to look at is the application and the affidavit for the warrant, because that's done by a federal agent, and it's sworn to a federal judge. 
And um, that information, and you can use hearsay to get probable cause and, and many other things, but that will be very interesting to see what the basis was uh, and when the American people will find that out. Um, you know, they rush to judgment here. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, the FBI has had Hunter Biden's laptop since 2019. Mm-hmm. It took an Australian journalist, Miranda mm-hmm. Devine, to write a book, The Laptop from Hell, where we're just learning about this. Uh, Tony Bobolinsky was interviewed on television where mm-hmm. he was recruited to run the family business mm-hmm. and referred to the big guy. And we've mm-hmm. heard since then that the big guy is actually the president of the United States. Hunter Biden, in December of 2020, uh, on Biden-Harris letterhead, issued a statement that he was being investigated by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Delaware uh, for tax matters. Now, tax matters are Title 26 of the United States Code. There's no forfeiture to that. So if he ends up pleading guilty or found guilty for Mm -hmm. tax evasion or making and subscribing to false tax returns, there's no asset forfeiture, which means, guess what? He gets to keep the oligarch money, the Burisma (laughs) money, the China money. Uh, But if he's charged with money laundering or money laundering conspiracy with his uncle Jimmy, who was running a club at some point, Mm -hmm. and or perhaps even the big guy, which I think we need a special prosecutor for this, not a you know, politically appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware from the president's um, really hometown state mm-hmm. um, running an investigation. I'm sure Maine Justice is coordinating that to some extent. But where is that investigation? Why aren't we seeing that? I mean, it, it really is crazy and frustrating. But, um, you know, I would have hoped that uh, President Trump was cooperating with them, mm-hmm. uh, that lawyers could have resolved that issue. But uh, to go out and, and have a uh, you know, search warrant executed. And I, I did hear a few people opining on other networks this morning saying, well, usually when they execute search warrants, that usually means that indictments are close to follow. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily true. Right. Right. Uh, but we'll see. Well, uh, I, I think there's is, another there's another aspect I want to ask you about. But let me go back to the search warrant for a minute, because I had a earlier caller who identified himself as a, as a, a career police officer. And uh, he said that he had, you know, been involved in hundreds of search warrants over the years. And he said that for a judge to sign a search warrant was uh, akin to the judge saying there's probable cause of a, of a crime, or if he said felony committed. Um, I, does the search warrant go that far? I mean, I, and, and do we get to see the affidavit that helped generate? The search warrant. I mean, how much access do the public have to that? Number one, and number two, what does the search warrant actually grant in terms of access? And and you know, I mean, I thought it was innocent until proven guilty. So, does the search warrant indicate that there's probable cause that crime was committed? Well, probable cause is generally defined as rising above a mere suspicion that a crime has been committed. Okay, um, and that's it. Uh, for somebody, you know, everyone enjoys a presumption of innocence in this country, which I always laugh when they say, you can't say a suspect anymore. Now they're a person of interest, and everybody <laughs> in their mind goes, oh, he's a suspect. I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's just semantics. But um, a warrant, it depends on what you're looking to get into. If they knew that there was a safe in the house, perhaps they could say, well, you know, in the event that we find these things, normally if we'd executed a warrant someplace and we found something like a safe, we may ask uh, the individual, listen, we can get another warrant for the safe, or, you know, will you grant us consent today? 
Mm-hmm. And either way, we're going to get it, and right. we're going to right. take the safe with us, if right. possible, and we'll just wait and get a warrant. Um, so it really depends. But, um, you know, I don't think most a- applications for warrants under oath go that far to say definitively a crime has been committed because mm-hmm. um, they're still investigating. Mm-hmm. And that's really the role of a grand jury to determine whether or not, you know, they, they you know, vote and issue a true bill with respect to whether or not, you know, they think there's actual probable cause that, um, you know, certain crimes have been committed and then charged in an indictment formally. When, and then you begin the process. So, so, I've, I've got two, uh, more, two more questions. We're talking with David yeah. X. Sullivan, who's a prosecutor, federal prosecutor for 30 years, uh, AUSA uh, of District of Connecticut, <laughs> Columbia. Um, th- this is an article that uh, says that the National Archives and Record Administration notified Congress in February of this year that they had received 15 boxes of documents from the Trump president, among which were some classified material. We don't know what it is, some classified. And they believed there was possibly more material at that same location. So if, if they if they got documents that intentionally, unintentionally were taken from wherever the White House brought to Mar-a-Lago that were classified in some, some for some uh, respect, they waited six months when they thought there could be more classified material in there? They waited six months to go for it? That seems like a – wouldn't there be a greater sense of urgency if there was well, classified yeah. material that, that was not recovered yet? Well, you know, that's why I said it depended upon the exigency of circumstances as to whether you get a search warrant or a subpoena. But I think what you just indicated was this process has been been ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to, I think I saw Lara, Bush, uh, Lara uh, Trump last night saying that, you know, they had been, the family had been cooperating um, with respect to, you know, any requests for, you know, information, documentation. So, um, I'm sure their lawyers will have something to say about this. I know everybody's very upset about this today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you, you know, Trump's very polarizing as, a, as an individual. <laughs> uh, Trump, Trump policies, I mean, were, you know, unequivocally successful in yes. light of what we're dealing with right now. Right. Whether you like Trump or not, I mean, numbers don't lie. Right. I know that this administration wants to say that, oh, gee, two quarters in a row now with negative GDP is not a recession. You know, well, we've been in a recession then in <laughs> Connecticut since 2007, 2008. Yeah. We've had negative GDP all across the board. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's really time for a change in Connecticut, but I'll leave that alone. Mm. So um, I think we'll learn more about this story as we go on. It was very upsetting. I had people call me and I said, oh, boy, um, mm-hmm. you know, let's just wait and see. But again, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, the first thing we need to look at, and I'm sure the Trump lawyers will look at, is we want a copy of the application for that search warrant. Yeah. It was sworn to a federal judge, mm-hmm. and we want to examine that. And, um, you know, there'll be more to the story. But, you know, it's hard in, in a world where journalism doesn't exist anymore. I mean, the Washington mm-hmm. Post has never endorsed a Republican for president ever. There are no more Woodward and Bernsteins. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, January 6th was an insurrection, but the 740 other, you know, problems of the summer of 2020 right. uh, were as peaceful. Protests. One of my opponents once said peaceful protests. Um, so it really depends. But, you know, the American people have to make up their own minds. So I just encourage them all to, you know, try and take a breath, 
mm-hmm. and try and get as much information as possible as we all try and figure this out. Mm-hmm. The problem is a lot of information is no longer forthcoming. And so it's really important that, you know, they listen to you and 1080. And uh, re- I know everyone says, well, it's only the conservatives that do that. No, it's people who want to be informed. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's really important that Americans are entitled to make any decision they want, but make an inf- informed decision. And um, that's not happening because information is not forthcoming. So, um, let me, you know, let me I don't really have much of, more to add on this. We have to well, wait. Let me, let me paint this scenario. And just, I always sure. want to get your take on it. So from day two of, of the Trump presidency, Maxine Waters and others were, were screaming impeach, you know, impeach Trump. And then we had the, the wasted two years, tens of millions of dollars of Russian collusion, Russian collusion. Oh, not true. Uh, paid for by the Democrats. Okay, let's move on. Then we had the the, the phone call after he's out of office. We're gonna we're gonna impeach him for the phone call with uh, the, the Ukrainian president. Oh, that no. Okay. Then we have the January sixth, and you know they put it on live TV. They make a soap opera out of it. It doesn't seem like any of these things that they're trying to to stop uh, former President Trump with, are working, and there does seem to be a great deal of paranoia among Democrats about him running again. I wonder if the whole purpose of doing this is is a line that I've, I'm reading here from the Wall Street Journal. It says officials can face up to five years in prison for removing classified materials to an unauthorized location. Uh, penalty of breaking other laws related to official removal records also include disqualification from holding federal office. I wonder if this wasn't a ploy to be able to finally you know, put put the, the, the stake in the heart of the Trump presidency and try to turn this into a prosecuted, uh, a prosecuted event to keep him well, from running I, for president. Well, listen, the state of New York, they went after him. The attorney general went after him. Um, you know, the district attorney for Manhattan went after him. Um, the Washington Post, the day after he was elected, you know, had a headline that impeachment begins now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always have been very troubled by the January 5th meeting that Susan Rice memorialized mm-hmm. uh, by uh, Obama's national security advisor mm-hmm. on January 5, um, 2018. Mm-hmm. There was a meeting between Joe Biden, uh, President Obama, Clapper, Comey, and Brennan. So you mm-hmm. have the director of national intelligence, the FBI mm-hmm. director, and the director of the CIA, along with Peter Strzok, who was memorializing it all, an FBI agent who has clearly shown his bias against Trump, mm-hmm. along with Susan Rice. And it said in his notes that, um, you know, they were challenging how to go after Michael Flynn, the new incoming national security mm-hmm. advisor. And Biden said, well, we need to, um, you know, uh, prosecute and investigate him under the Logan Act. And then she memorialized this on literally the day she was leaving the White House on January 20th. And we always talk about the peaceful transition to power. Mm-hmm. And I see Democrats running now for secretary of state and all, you know, the ads, we've got to protect democracy. Yeah. Well, you know, democracy is fine and good, but you all have been playing a game for a very long time. And they're afraid of Donald Trump. Um, you know, Trump doctrine is going to exist in the Republican Party long after the personality and the presidency of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Lower taxes, supporting law enforcement, strong military, a southwest border with borders, um, in- immigration policies that are fair, but they're monitored, not just an open border. Dealing with the drug situation, 107,000, you know, o- drug overdoses last year because fentanyl's pouring through the mm. southwest border. I mean, it's not even overdoses now. It's drug poisoning because mm. fentanyl really, truly is 
uh, a weapon of mass destruction. And that's coming from China, and we know that, and it's coming through Mexico. And all of this is being done during the Democrat administrations. All the woke prosecutors in these cities, uh, crime has gone up exponentially everywhere. Look at New York, Philadelphia, look at Seattle, Portland, Portland, L.A., San Francisco, all run by Democrats. Mm -hmm. They've been doing this for years. It's time to make a change. But you know what? If you're if you're making these claims, you support Donald Trump. No, we support values, mm. and we need to do that. And today is primary day, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to tell anybody who to vote for. I have my own opinions, but sure. go out there and vote mm-hmm. and make your voices heard and continue that on into the November elections, and let's make some changes for the yeah. better for everybody. Amen. David, on that note, i got to wrap it up. Thank you so much, sir, for taking the, the last-minute call and appearing. I really appreciate it. We need to do this more regularly. David X. Sullivan, thank you so much. Great to talk with you again. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, listen, that's it. I'm out of time. Uh, I think we brought you a great show today. I think you had a chance to express your views. That's what this is all about. This is what we do on Talk Radio. So uh, enjoy your your afternoon. Uh, Stay well. Stay healthy. Go out and vote. God bless you guys. I love you. And I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 